Welcome to Dear 16-Year-Old Me. My name is Chanel T. Molina. Well, a few things. Just stick a fork in it, Chanel T. Molina Consulting, Storybook Scrunchies. In the words of Daniel Hillard in Mrs. Doubtfire, I cook, I bake, I sew. I also read, I write, whatever. I've journaled since I was nine. And here you'll find those entries of drama, enough hyperbole to make your head explode, and mainly reflections of a kid who had no idea how to navigate life. She thought she knew, but she had no idea, and still kind of doesn't. Come with me on this journey of basically (laughs) self-diagnosis. Hope you enjoy. Hi, the things that I want to talk about, first of all, I'm going to definitely talk about what I promised you. We're going to talk about boys for sure. There's a few housekeeping things that I'd like to go over. First, there is a lot to cover here. (laughs) Uh, The entry itself is fairly short, but the explanations around that entry are pretty loaded. I want to preface this with a little bit of a content warning or trigger warning. There's going to be a couple cuss words just for authenticity's sake. I want to leave them in whole because that's what I wrote. And yeah, you'll be pretty much entering my sophomore year. I took beginners auto shop. (laughs) Everybody would assume that I took that class because of the ratio of boys to girls like you know how guys there's always that thing like guys signing up for home ec because of the ratio of guys to girls you're just completely just completely outnumbered yeah I mean I guess but the and you know in all honesty I wasn't like a million percent into cars my best friend from high school Jessica she had been discussing it with her dad and she signed up for it when, when sophomore year rolled around, we got our schedules and we were in different periods. And she made me switch into her period. I don't remember the logistics. I ended up doing it. It was like no big deal. But when I walked into her class, because she was like, I'm the only girl in this whole class. There was four people to a group and there she had one guy in her group. So with me joining, that still left us at three. And our poor partner in that class... I mean, he must have felt so horrible. You got stuck with the two girls in the whole class to get the whole year done. And we didn't switch. Like, you were stuck. It was me and Jessica and this guy for the whole year. (laughs) And I will give it to him. I ran into him after high school a couple times and he's still like the nicest guy. And He never had any resentment or anything. And the whole year still... And this was, what, 20 years ago now are stuck in my brain. The things that happened in that class. And that's what I'm going to tell you guys about today. So beware, a little bit of cussing, a lot of bit of sexist gender stuff, and all this boy talk. All right, let's do it. In Beginner's Auto Shop, one of the big projects, like the big project of the school year is that you have to take apart and put back together a single cylinder engine, which is a lawnmower engine or something very similar. You have to take it apart, recalibrate everything, make sure it runs. (laughs) If you don't have an engine at the end of the year that runs, you don't pass the class. We had us three 
me, Jessica, and this other guy. And then right next to us in the next station were this group of four guys. Two of them were really cool. And then two of them were just, I swear, they were just there to like torment the two girls in the class the whole year. Which I feel like there's always just a couple dudes that just ruin it for everybody. And these were those guys. I call him Flyaway because (laughs) me and Jessica were getting gas one day. And while we were getting gas, this car drives by with like the windows down, like super loudly playing Sugar Ray's fly do we call him flyaway it is pretty funny that i didn't remember that i called him that until i read these journals and that was this secret name we gave him because when we talked crap about him that's what we would say and he wouldn't know that it was him that we were talking about he was just so rude all the time and thought he knew so much more i'm like you wouldn't be in beginner's auto shop if you didn't have something to learn right hmm It was pretty evident by how their engine ran, I'll say that, that he needed the class more than we did. Anyway, that's all. The guy who ended up not tormenting me, but we definitely had issues with each other. We worked side by side, and you'll hear about it in the entry. And then another guy, Troy, who was Flyaway's part- one of Flyaway's partners, and then they also had another guy who- this is the type of person I was in high school. (laughs) And element junior high too. At some point I developed some sort of defense mechanism where I was basically like, you can't mess with me and this is the vibe I'm intentionally giving you so you don't make fun of me. Especially in these classes where you're completely outnumbered gender wise and it's intimidating to be in those classes with people who know or who think they know more than you do automatically because of their gender or they think they're stronger or whatever. One time this guy who I would have called a friend in high school, he was in Flyaway and Troy's group and he was nice except for this one time. I was laughing at something and he mocked my laugh (laughs) and I told him that I was going to stab him in the eye with a clicky pen and start clicking it. And he was like, geez. (laughs) I was like, don't make fun of my laugh, bro. Not with it. Like, don't be that guy. So on that note, (laughs) the Jessica mentioned is the same Jessica that uh, got me the Alien Ant Farm and 9-11 tribute CDs from the last episode. We met my freshman year. I entered the school about two months late. I moved from Daly City to Antioch, California. I had to start high school in Daly City, and then when we moved, they had already been in session for almost two months. Anyway, I met her in a math class that I had taken already in seventh grade, but there just was no room for me in any other class, I guess, is what they told me, so I took it. But that's where I met Jessica. And Jessica had gone to school with these kids her whole life prior. So it was kind of funny when she walked up to me and uh, my other friend and asked to be in our group because like I assumed she knew everybody in the class already because these kids had already gone to school together forever. But the day I met her was the same day that a kid in our class got his glasses stolen. And I was in, I had PE the next class and we were swimming. So I had like a full change of clothes for after. And when they started searching 
everybody's backpacks, I asked Jessica to hold my underwear. (laughs) I don't know if it was... I can't remember. She could probably tell you. I asked her to hold my underwear wherever, either in her backpack or like in a bag in her hoodie pocket or something. If there was any inclination that she was going to be a good friend to me, that was it. (laughs) Then two weeks later, she allowed me to dye her blonde, blonde hair super red. And that was another one of those lessons learned. Red's really hard to get out of blonde hair after you hate it. (laughs) I dyed my hair without bleaching it. This purple, I just put purple over my black hair. And I remember going into her parents' bedroom and showing them and they were like, what'd you do to your hair? (laughs) And Jessica's got this huge transformation. Like what happened? And I was like, oh, you could see it in the light. (laughs) And she and I have gone through like a ton of different stuff over the years. But, you know, and there was a time where we weren't even friends for maybe a year or so. But she trusted me enough to sign a release form so I could talk about all this crap that we did. (laughs) So that's a plus. Anytime that I mess up or stumble over my words I can hear LD in my head making fun of me (laughs) Um, so anyway yeah this one is for you LD they'll all be for you February 6th 2002 10.43 p.m. I bought a pair of Dickies today and also this like girly sweater. This sucks changing my quote-unquote image. Our engine ran hella smooth too. Yes, but I got called a bitch today. Do you know how bad that made me feel? No, you don't. It made me feel so awful. You have no idea. And fly away and Troy are the ones who said it. They're assholes. Love, Chanel. Um, The rest of the story I didn't write about, probably because I figured I would have remembered whole story which I do and I obviously never intended for anybody to read these so I didn't feel like I had to explain every single thing. The rest of the story is that Troy and Flyaway were working on their engines right next to us and as a side note Jessica and I built most of the engine and I'm not trying to throw our partner under the bus it's just what happened. There was one part that that we could not get that we argued with him about for a few minutes and um like he even wrote it in my yearbook that he built the engine jokingly but we couldn't get the valves in properly anyway he stepped in and we stopped we argued about it for a few minutes and then he ended up being successful and troy and flyaway were giving him his props and flyaway said yeah whatever his name is um put that bitch in her place and i did not take that very well Like, even talking about it right now, I'm pissed off because I'm like, who do you even think you 
freaking are. Um, but anyway, I got like this close to his face and I said, what did you say? And essentially making him repeat it like directly to my face because my back was turned to him. We worked side by side, but we were in different groups, obviously. And he said it again with his tail between his legs and his head was down. And um, all I said was, don't you ever say that about me again? And I'm not saying it was karma when their other uh, group members started the engine on top of an extension cord, causing it to explode. And their engine didn't run at all on the first try, but you know. <laughs> Sorry, side note. The guy that was on sitting on top of the engine that was on top of the extension cord just happened to be the guy that I threatened to stab in the eye with a pen. <laughs> anyway, and I don't feel like I peaked in high school, but this is definitely on the list of one of those huge victories in my life. I can still remember how it felt to stand there with Jessica sitting on her engine as it ran like super smoothly as every other Engine. I think there was only one or two other groups out of maybe eight groups only two or three ran the first time and nobody's ran as smoothly as ours and it was honestly it's probably luck a little bit but it was also you guys definitely didn't think that that was gonna happen shocker of the freaking year Jessica and I still talk about it we're still friends she's <laughs> that's what I'm saying keep the people who are gonna hide your underwear and deal with the trials and tribulations of stupid crap in beginner's auto shop. And it happened in advanced auto shop too. And then I TA'd for my teacher. I got a lot out of that class, but it wasn't all about cars. It taught me a ton on how to make sure that I'm treated in a way that was fair. And I'm, you know, I'm obviously still learning. Like you have to unlearn a bunch of stuff that you are taught as a kid to make sure that, you know, you're prim and proper and, you know, whatever, whatever. You have to act like a lady. Yeah, I get that. All people should act like decent human beings and treat people with respect. And I still get triggered by people who act opposite of that. And I think it started in that class. Because if that had happened a few years prior and I was still in Catholic school and, you know, groomed to stay quiet, and you know just avoid confrontation and yeah it would have been a different story for sure and being in that class taught me a crap ton about sexism bullying racism and how just how girls are seen and if i'm being honest i wasn't used to it because i went to school with the same 70 kids for eight years and that's what i was used to and those kids knew me and going from 70 kids for eight years to 5,000 kids enrolled in a college campus-sized high school was jarring, for sure. I knew what I was getting into, but man, I was not prepared. And it also taught me about resiliency and proper and improper ways to be assertive. <laughs> And to make sure that you kept your head down and your hands moving, your work will speak for itself. You can let them talk all they want. Their words do not define your worth. 
It was really empowering, especially as a girl being in a male-dominated class, to actually achieve stuff because you just knew that every person in that class didn't think you were going to be able to do it. I've always been a person who just wants to do things and not tell anybody about it or, you know, fly under the radar and not talk about it. Just be about it, do it, and then let your work speak for itself. That's exactly what happened in this class, not on purpose. I'm not saying it wasn't fun. I'm not saying I had the worst time. I'm saying some things were difficult because you had an extra layer of, you know, if you're a guy, you're expected, you know, to be into cars and to be whatever. And, you know, you have to like prove yourself. As an adult, I'm like, oh God, this is so stupid. I have nothing to prove to anybody. But it started then. This attitude that I have now started in that class. After doing what I did in that class, you couldn't tell me anything. (laughs) We did it. And that's something that's I obviously, to this day, something that I'll always be proud of and something that made me gain confidence in myself. I just finished this book. It's called The Professional Troublemaker by Lovie Ajayi Jones. And she says something to the effect of do it scared because on the other side of fear is your purpose. And I'm not saying I found my purpose in beginner's auto. But knowing that I could take up space and knowing that it was okay that I took up that space was a pivotal moment in my life. I'm not even really sure that I'm allowed to shout that book out, but it's necessary because it's been a game changer. I highly recommend anybody read it. It is linked in the current reads section under resources on my website if you want to check it out, along with the other books that I've read recently and during the pandemic. And I know Gen Z gets a lot of flack for how they act and whatever, but the cool thing about them is that they're learning what the adults should have learned a long time ago. They've learned it a lot younger and they're at a huge advantage because they've learned it so young that by the time they're adults, it's going to be common practice to have learned how people should be treated, which is <laughs> it's pretty cool because we've definitely allowed a lot of things to just slide because we're taught to, you know, not rock the boat, be grateful you have the job or be grateful that you have whatever, which totally, yeah, you should be, but also understanding that you also deserve that type of respect. If nobody's going to give it to you, at the very least, give it to yourself. And P.S., I know, I know they're the generation that ate the Tide Pods. (laughs) I get it. But they're also going to be the generation that turns this world upside down. Again. So we got to give them some credit because they've already had to deal with a bunch of crap. I see you, Gen Z. So I'm trying to hit the heavy hitters of, of my life in the first five episodes, which this season will be five episodes. Next season will be however many, I don't know yet. But I just wanted to give you guys a glimpse of my life over the course of a couple years. This next episode will be about my dad.
So you had one about my mom, and now you get one about my dad. So we'll see how that one goes. <laughs> All right. Love you. Thanks for listening to Dear 16-Year-Old Me with your host, Chanel T. Molina. You can find me at chaneltmolina.com. That is C-H-A-N-E-L-L-E-T is in Tom, M-O-L-I-N-A.com. Or on Instagram, Chanel T. Molina. Or you can shoot me an email at hello at chaneltmolina.com. Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. Stay tuned for the next episode where I talk about my relationship as a teenager with my dad, Bobby.